Buddy charged, making a jerky beeline right towards me. I got ready for him to plow right into me, but then he stopped in his tracks suddenly. It's okay. Just listen to the music. Kathleen held the music box in her trembling hands, the music holding the porcelain buddy in some sort of trance. It's working! Don't let the music stop! The song is almost over. What do I do? I don't know. Let's try to get inside before it ends. The three of us slowly walked backward, never taking our eyes off Buddy, making our way to the dance studio's door. Buddy followed us, his head jerking around so we were never out of his sight, his body moving in ways that Porcelain should not be able to. Give me the key! I handed it over to Amy, keeping Buddy in front of me and the two women behind me. As soon as the door opened, the music ended and Buddy immediately fell out of his trance. Get in! Buddy charged again, but this time we managed to get inside the studio and close the doors before he could get to us. That was way too close for comfort. What is he doing? It looks like he's trying to find a way in. Buddy moved around the door outside, raising one of his porcelain hands and tapping it against the glass. Within moments, he took off into the night. Whatever we're doing in here, let's do it quick before he comes back. I'm sorry about your friend. Is there anything we can do for him? I just hope we can find a way to turn him back to normal once we find the ballerina. Yet again, I ask you to define normal. Mommy? Jess? Jess, sweetie, is that you? Despite my trying to hold her back, Kathleen went toward the voice. Kathleen, wait! It could be a trap. A trap? I don't care. My little girl is alone and scared, and I will not let her feel that way one moment longer. She took off then, rounding a corner before we can stop her. We went after her and nearly ran into her standing in the doorway of the darkened dance studio. Oh, sweetie. In front of us stood Jess, dressed in the finest ballerina outfit I'd ever laid eyes on. Her back was toward us, and because it was so dark in there, we could barely see her reflection in the mirror in front of her. Directly to her left was the tiny porcelain ballerina we had been chasing all night. She, however, was facing us, her mouth face looking menacingly in our direction. What do we do? Before I could answer, there was a crash from behind us. It's Buddy! From the hallway, Buddy moved slowly into view. He gashed his mouth teeth at us and made his way closer. I tried to put myself in front of Amy and Kathleen to buy them some time to get away, but instead of attacking us, Buddy walked around and joined Jess in the ballerina in front of the mirror. Overhead, the moon came out from behind a cloud and began to shine into the room from the skylight, allowing us to see a little bit more. What the hell is going on? What do they want? Play the music, mommy. Jess's voice caused all of us to look at her. However, it wasn't coming from the Jess standing before us. Instead, just behind her, in the mirror, we can see Jess's reflection, the moonlight illuminating her facial features. She smiled sadly at her mother and tried again. What do you mean, Jess? I think she means the music box. Does she really? Kathleen took the music box out again and opened it. As it began to play, Buddy Jess and the ballerina immediately lined up in sync and began to dance. It's working! They all turned and danced in unison, and we can see that all of them had those scary mouth faces, despite seeming otherwise in their reflections. Oh, my baby! No, wait! Let's see what happens. The three of them continued to play out their ballet together. Not ever really having experience with it before, I wasn't quite sure what was going on, but it was hauntingly beautiful. Buddy and Jess followed the tiny ballerina's lead, and everything was in sync. Whenever they would twirl around, we were able to see the reflections in the mirror. 
reflections of their true selves. Jess had a look of pain sadness on her face, and Buddy seemed to be having fun. You can see them in the reflection! How do we get her out of there? Okay, let's think about this. When we first saw the ballerina, she was in Jess's room. But we didn't see her really until she came out of the mirror. In the music box. So if we can see the real them in the mirror, and we want them out here, do you think we should- Oh, I can't take this anymore! Kathleen was one step ahead of us. While Jess, Buddy, and the ballerina danced in the moonlight, Kathleen got right up next to the mirror and held the music box up high. The ballerina realized what she was doing and stopped to stare at her with the gaping hole in her face. Oh, shut up! You should have been made into a toilet! Kathleen tossed the music box directly into the mirror, shattering it into thousands of pieces. As soon as the pieces hit the ground, Buddy and Jess stopped dancing. They both turned to look at us, but not with those scary mouth faces, but their own. The plan had worked! Jess! Mommy! Jess ran into her mother's arms, while Buddy looked thrilled by what was going on. Come on! That was totally worthy of being the Nutcracker Prince! You're not the least bit bothered that you were just made of porcelain and forced to do synchronized dance moves? Well, I mean, it wasn't that bad. While the reunited mother and daughter embraced, forgetting the world around them, I didn't forget about the faceless ballerina still before us. Everyone turned to face the ballerina, knocked out of the brief moments of happiness, and scared for what might happen next. I don't know how she can look angry without a face, but she definitely does. Don't let her get me again, Mommy! I'll protect you! I promise! The ballerina's small stature didn't matter. We were all scared of her, and especially didn't want to get our faces bit like Buddy did. So when she started to advance toward us, her mouth face's teeth gashing, we all backed up. What do we do? I, I don't know. Buddy, smash her. I talked a big game, sure, but that little thing terrifies me. No! The ballerina started toward us, faster, moving as fast as her tiny legs could carry her. She leapt into the air to attack, her razor-sharp teeth glistening in the moonlight, waiting to sink into us. But then, Jess stepped out from behind her mother and kicked out. Her foot connected with the porcelain dancer and sent her flying across the room. The ballerina shrieked as she flew in the air and smashed against the far wall, leaving a dent before shattering into tiny pieces all over the floor. A tiny pocket of air was released from inside her and then dissipated as quickly as it appeared. The ballerina was gone. Whoa, nice kick. You did it, sweetie. Did you see that, mommy? She had magic in her. But not the good kind, the, the bad kind. Yes, sweetie. I did see it. And you helped make the bad magic go away. Yeah. Yeah, nice work, Jess. You saved our necks. Or faces. Whichever. What about the music box? Kathleen picked up the box amongst the mirror shards and opened it up. I think it's about time we retire this thing. What do you think? I never liked it anyway. Hey, do any of you guys want to go dancing? We drove Kathleen, Jess, and Amy back to their houses and headed back ourselves. 
Buddy's skin was back to normal, thankfully, and he was back to his old self again. I guess after Jess smashed the ballerina, it reversed whatever hold that porcelain jerk had on us, which is good because I am pale enough as it is. Yeah, that glassy white skin is the last thing that you need. Can you imagine going outside like that? You would burn so fast. Oh, can we help you? Sitting on Buddy's doorstep was a man we had never seen before. He was slightly unkept, with a rough beard, and clothes that looked to be a few years old. He shifted, looked up at us, and stood up. That's when we noticed a hunting rifle in his lap. Oh, whoa, hey man, we don't want any trouble. Which one of you two is Jonathan Barker? That, that would be me. Please, we, we don't have much. Just take whatever you want, just don't hurt us. I'm not here to hurt you. I'm looking for you because I need your help. Help? Help you with what? Who are you? My name is Chase Jackson. And you're going to help me kill the Jersey Devil. Return Home, Episode 7, Small Red Box. You just listened to Part 3 of 3. It was written by Jeff Heimbuck and produced by Andrew Taylor and Jeff Heimbuck. It featured the vocal talents of Taylor Thorne, Bridget Farmer, Kevin Interdonato, Forrest Orta, Alyssa Ritorno, and Jeff Heimbuck. The original musical score was by Corey Celeste. You can find out more about the show by visiting our website at returnhomepodcast.com. You could also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash returnhomepodcast, on Twitter at returnhomeshow, and on Tumblr at returnhomepodcast. If you've enjoyed the show, please consider supporting us by leaving a review on iTunes or contributing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash returnhomepodcast. Questions? Comments? Want to do synchronized dancing with a creepy ballerina? Send us an email at returnhomepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, pleasant dreams. <laughs>